We're back at Calix Cafe, and today I'm talking to Liz Downton, VP of Technical Solutions at Calix. Let's get going. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Calix Cafe. Today I have a very special guest. It's no one but my boss, Liz Dalton. And before we start the interview, I have an opportunity to share with everyone how amazing she is. So I'm very glad to have her joining us at Calix Cafe today. Hi Liz, thank you for joining. How are you today? Bonjour Sylvain, good to see you. I'm well, thank you, how are you? Very well, thank you. So I see you have your uh, your Calix mug. Um, what are you drinking? Anything particular? I have a black latte. I guess it's not a latte, right? There's no milk in it. I have a black coffee, but there's no milk because I'm a mom and I forgot to go to the store yesterday. So it, you know, just straight to the veins this morning. <laughs> nice. So you're uh, ready to to get to the interview. Then that's good. Um, so, uh, would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself and how you got into the industry, please? Sure. So, I have the esteemed pleasure of working every day with you. So, I think everyone in the audience is, is probably very jealous of that aspect. But yeah, I have been in the life science industry for 16 years now. I've, I've grown up within this industry. I started as a research associate moved into project management where I really loved project management because you're working closely with sponsors and having a very direct role on the success of a clinical trial. Uh, then moved into the commercial space, uh, which I adore in helping plan in the initial phases of study. And I now have the pleasure of working with our CRO partners and helping to provide services to bolster their offerings to the pharmaceutical industry. Amazing. Similar uh, background to me moving from project management to commercial and uh, I think uh, that that's a very interesting way of uh, getting into the commercial side actually. I agree. I don't think you can add value in a conversation with someone about planning their trial or you know creating a system for them to run their clinical trial if you haven't lived that. There is an, an element of being able to empathize and put yourself in someone's shoes that's delivering that study. And you're in the trenches when you're in project management. So I, I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Yeah, me too. So very true. Um, so you mentioned CROs. What's your experience with working with CROs? I've had the pleasure of, whilst working in a technology company, having been within a CRO for, for most of my career. and whilst with that CRO, also working with other CROs. So I've worked with a lot of CROs. I mean, every single study I've ever worked on, if not contracted directly with a CRO, has been in partnership with a CRO. So I'm very, very excited to be able to help CROs directly in furthering how they're able to reach more clients and, and work on more studies. Interesting. So how, from your experience then working with CROs, how do you uh, support CROs from, from your point of view then? That's a good question. 
And it's an interesting one because you have to think about the end product. We're, we're as a vendor supporting CROs, but CROs are also a vendor supporting their sponsors. And you know, sponsors are supporting their customers who are patients and doctors. So there's a compounded effect on the ultimate customer and the ultimate customer is a patient, right? So as a vendor to a CRO, how we can help our CROs is to understand the pressure that they're under and know where your value can help bolster their bid in the beginning, right? Because they're there, it's a free market. They're actively bidding to work on these studies and then also to understand how they need to negotiate with their sponsor. So we are in a service industry and in some ways it is no different than your local barista, even though the stakes are a lot higher. And if you don't offer flawless service and you don't meet your milestones, I mean, you have to do what's per the contract regardless. That is baseline. You got to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. But if you don't do so in a way that is pleasurable, that is easy to do work with, that is communicative, then your CRO that's working with, with us can go somewhere else. Just like sponsor has the choice to go somewhere else. So I love that when talking to CROs and sponsors directly too, it's identifying the way that we can add specific value into their particular trial or the system that they need uh, because that's how you, you get their ear because it matters to them. Well, it sounds like you have a very good understanding of the, the CRO. You mentioned uh, a couple of things. So you mentioned uh, pressure that they're under. Uh, you also referred to like the fact that uh, the CROs could change vendor, uh, and I guess the sponsor could change CRO as well. Um, so are there any other challenges that you can think of that uh, CROs face and that a sponsor themselves are not facing? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I think some of the challenges are really having to do relationship management because a CRO, in essence, is creating a simpler process for their sponsor. And it could be a, it could be a top 10 pharma and it could be a biotech company with five people. And the CRO has to navigate how they behave with their sponsor. And then in turn, has to manage all of the different vendors that they're subcontracting in order to make it simple for their sponsor. So there's an essence of knowing your role in the process, right? So what is your specific goal in this process? How does my CRO like to communicate? How does their sponsor like to communicate with them? Um, so in, for instance, in medical imaging, very often, even if we're contracted with the CRO, we're working directly with the CMO at the pharma company because imaging is very often a primary endpoint. So having that conversation with the CRO partner off the bat of, of how do you want to communicate? Do you want us to work directly with your CMO? Do you want to be CC'd? Do you want to be on every single conversation? is different every single time with every single CRO and every single study. So there's an element of, of needing to be flexible to meet the needs of our customer and, and their customer. Flexibility. Okay. Interesting. Um, so you, you're working with CROs yourself. You, you shared experience with, uh, with that, uh, being part of a, a CRO uh, for most of your career. Um, but looking forward uh, with your engagement with CROs, what do you uh, 
personally uh, want to do with CROs? What impact do you want to have? So the impact is access because the ability to have a role in more trials is directly correlated with being linked to different clinical research organizations because clinical research organizations are necessary for our, our market. You, you need a CRO to manage all of these trials because it's simply just not economical for companies to do everything themselves. So when I think about Zen State for, for our role, Sylvan, what we're doing for customers, it's to broaden our reach because at the end of the day, there, there are people that are getting life-changing drugs. I believe really strongly in the services that we offer and you know any vendor that believes passionately in what they do feels strongly that they can help. So being able to liaise and partner with a clinical resource organization just gives you broader reach. And that's exciting because we can work on so many more trials have a role in ensuring quality and safety and efficacy in patients. And you know, that's what gives me goosebumps. That's why we come to work every day. So I would say what I wanna do with CROs is, is have a broader reach and be able to help them meet their goals, which is their sponsor's goals, which is a doctor's goal to get drugs to patients. Uh, that's amazing. Hearing you, uh, your, the passion that comes out uh, when talking to you, it's amazing. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm afraid we don't have too much more time, uh, but I always like, as you know, asking this question to all my guests. If there's one thing that uh, excites you about the future of clinical trials or uh, that you'd like to see in clinical trials in the future, what would that be? Okay, so I have two answers. One is more Calix Cafe with Sylvain Berthelot. But seriously, um, it's the expedition of trials. And I don't think this is a unique answer, but we all felt the need for speed with COVID. And me, like everyone else in the world, has people that are affected by common and rare disease. And when you're working with multiple vendors and multiple CROs, and there's a lot of waiting time. There's a lot of time that's required to answer this query, to get a patient back to do a rescan, or was the patient properly randomized? There's so many different steps where things can go wrong. And even when they go right, they require people to wait. So the future is AI machine learning to be used to expedite that process while still maintaining the human connection because we do work in a service industry. You can't have everything be robotic. You have to maintain the aspect of people to people connection that's bolstered and, and made faster through technology. So I feel like that was a roundabout answer, um, but that's where I see it going. Ultimately, can we, can we move faster and safely to bring better therapies to market? That's uh, so an excellent answer. Um, and interestingly, um, I, I talked about like the combination of AI and human uh, with Joanne Munoz-Pujol, one of our colleagues, uh, a few months back. 
I fully agree with you. That's uh, a very good way to accelerate clinical trials and get more drugs on the market to help people. So yeah, fully agree with you. Uh, Liz, it has been a real pleasure finally getting you on uh, Calix Cafe. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. And to everyone, thank you again for joining us uh, at Calix Cafe. Uh, I've loved this interview and I hope you have as well. And we'll see you soon for another interview. <laughs>